stand with me. We're going to read uh, several verses together tonight. Matthew uh, chapter number 2. We're going to read verse 1 through 12. And so Matthew 2, 1 through 12. And I will start on verse number 1. Join me on verse 2. We'll read responsively uh, down through verse number 12. Matthew chapter number 2. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel." Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And here we look at the accounts uh, in the scriptures of the Lord's coming and uh, these early years of the Savior. And we know uh, the Lord wasn't a baby at this point, but he was still a young child. And, And as we look at this event, and we look into the scripture, uh, we see how God uses things to get our attention. You know, God knows how to get our attention. He knows how to get everybody's attention. Now, there's some people I wonder about it's like, man, they're just not listening. Or, uh, and usually when I'm thinking like that, it's me that's not listening. Uh, but uh, the, you, you wonder sometimes on uh, what it's going to take to get somebody's attention to just wake up to the things of God. But what we know is God knows how to get everybody's attention. And here in this passage, we see what God uses to captivate the attention of some people who are then going to seek the Savior. And so tonight, we're going we're gonna to look at this and we see how these wise men, they sought the Savior. 
But what was it that God used? He used a star. And tonight I want to speak to you on the subject, follow the light. Follow the light. And let's pray. Father, I pray that you'd bless now in this time. And uh, Lord, uh, just because we're saved does not mean that uh, we're done following the light. And I pray that you would have our undivided attention. Uh, I pray that you'd have my undivided attention. And all of us, Lord, we're here tonight because we want to uh, follow you. We want to live the life that you have given us to live and uh, and to do it in such a way that uh, would bring you glory and bless uh, the life that we have and for there to be a purpose and a mission there. And so I pray that you'd help each and every one of us, Lord, to uh, follow the light that you have given to us in our lives. And so bless now, please, for Christ's sake we pray. Amen. So here as we, you can be seated, and here as we uh, look at all these accounts of the Lord's coming, uh, there are key doctrines uh, that we will see unveiled and, and revealed uh, in the different accounts of the Lord's coming. Uh, although the term incarnation is not a biblical term, uh, the truth of incarnation is weaved throughout Scripture, uh, and and it is a Christian, uh, it is a, a doctrine, it is a term uh, that represents God becoming flesh, God uh, taking on the form of man, God incarnate, uh, and so uh, we we see that uh, through the different creeds. Uh, We see that the Apostles' Creed, and then the Roman Creed, and then uh, the uh, Nicene Creed. Uh, Those were all uh, traditions and creeds or teachings that were adopted to to help people understand some of the basic tenets uh, of the Christian faith. And uh, and though the Nicene Creed was not until 325 AD, uh, and it was the formal adopting of that term incarnation, the truth for the believer, it's always been. Uh, because it, it's in Scripture. I was talking with a man one time, and he was saying, saying that uh, the Trinity uh, was was not invented until uh, 325 A.D. And I said, just because the church or the Nicene Creed, the Council of Nicaea, uh, established it uh, as a uh, doctrine that was held by the Christian faith, it does not mean that it was not already believed. And the reason it was previously believed was because it's in the book. Uh, and, and that's why we want to make sure that we can just keep coming back to our Bible. Uh, And though there are traditions, uh, and there are good traditions, uh, the traditions that we follow, when it comes to Scripture, uh, they they have a biblical background, they have a biblical backdrop, but the very doctrines that we get uh, are, are, are laid out, of course, in the Word of God. Uh, and so uh, this incarnation of Jesus Christ, uh, God in the flesh coming uh, and being born of a virgin, the virgin birth, though it was not established uh, a, a formally established doctrine until 325 AD, the Christian believers, that doctrine was already established. And so uh, don't, don't let some of these people that uh, 
seem like they are intelligent, uh, don't let them intimidate you about your Bible faith. Uh, and so, uh, but anyway, as we, we look here at the Lord's coming, uh, he, he gave us so much. Uh, God becoming man. Uh, and, and with this here, uh, we look in this passage of Scripture and we see these wise men. And they always say that there's how many wise men? Three. Uh, there were not just three wise men. There were three gifts. Uh, but uh, uh, could there be three wise men? I'm not quite sure that we could have three wise men assemble. Uh, but uh, uh, anyway, no, the three wise men, uh, these, these men came and uh, they traveled from far. Uh, and we believe that uh, the the, uh, the, the group of wise men, uh, their, their whole group, that entourage that came, uh, that caravan, uh, it was a big deal. It was a big enough deal of them going into Jerusalem that it got Herod's attention. So it wasn't just three people going into Jerusalem and all of a sudden now Herod's trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, no, there was an entire caravan of many, many people that came into the city and it created, uh, it created trouble for them. It troubled the city of Jerusalem, the Bible says. And so, uh, so it, was a, it was a big event. And that's why it's important for people that are seeking the Lord uh, to stay together. You know why? Uh, because it gives, there, are, there is strength in communicating what we believe. Uh, and uh, and that, is, that is so important. But here, uh, the, uh, the, the wise men, uh, they have come. And, uh, and as these, uh, these wise men do come, there is very little known about them. In the first 12 verses of the second chapter of Matthew, and after that event, they completely fall off the scene. Why? Because the, the focus was not on them. The focus was on the glory of God, the Savior that came. And, and so, uh, you know, as, as we have our life, and we, we want significance in our life. We want our life to matter. But it's not about us creating a name for us. It's not about us creating a kingdom for us. Just as insignificant as these wise men were for 12 verses, and then they're gone, the focus was on bringing glory to God. In our life, nobody might, nobody might not ever know our name. Our name might not ever go into a history book. Our name definitely is not going into the book. All right? But we can still make a difference. But our focus, it's got to be about the Savior. It's got to be about glorifying Him and lifting Him up. And so tonight we're going to look at several things here about these wise men. 
Uh, uh, Wearsby states this about the wise men. He says, we must confess that we know little about these wise men. The word wise men, magi, refers to a group of scholars who study the stars. Their title connects them with magic, but they were probably more like astrologers. However, their presence uh, in the biblical record is not a divine endorsement uh, of astrology. God gave them a special sign, a a miraculous star that announced the birth of the king. And so here we're going to we're going to look at that star and uh, the light that was that captivated their attention. And here they they looked and there was something that the God was going to do. Uh, And and God knows how to get our attention. And God used something that would grab these wise men's attention. And it was a star. And that star grabbed a hold of their attention enough that they went to great expense, great preparation, and great distance to come and find some answers. And so... Tonight, we're going to look at this. When you follow the light, it will, number one, lead you to truth. It will lead you to truth. You know, we need to follow the light that God has given to us. You know what? When we follow the light that God gives us, it leads us to truth. You say, well, pastor, what truth are you talking about? It doesn't matter. You follow light that God gives, and it will lead you to truth that he wants you to have. When I witness, and I'll go out, and I'll talk to somebody about the Lord, and and I'll talk to agnostics, and I've talked to atheists, and and, and there have been times, just this last week, or two weeks ago, I was witnessing to a man that was an an agnostic, and I said, okay, so, so you are not saying you do not believe in God, you just are saying that you don't know whether there is a God or not. And he said, yes, that is correct. I said, so if you do not know, then it would not hurt you to ask that God if he is real to show you. He said, well, pastor, did you not try to convince? I can't convince somebody that there is a God. God can. You know what? When we seek truth, God gives us light. And when we get that light, what do we find? That he opens up more truth. We start to see more than what we originally could see. But we have to follow the light that we've already been given. You know what? Every one of us have been given so much light. Stop and think about it. How many of you have, and this is amazing to me, just looking at our people, how many of you have been saved five years or longer? 10 years or longer, 15 years or longer. I'm going to have to go up to 50 years or longer here pretty soon. Mrs. Patterson's hand's up. Uh, And uh, okay, so with that, just looking around, what do we see? We see a lot of people who have been given a whole lot of light. You know what the danger of that is? That you think you know. 
there is so much, there is more that we do not know about God than what we do know about God. God is an infinite God. You say, Pastor, what do we need? We need light. And you know what? As we seek the light that God gives to us, he opens up more truth. But we have to be looking for the light. You see, these wise men, they were brought to a great place and they were able to experience something wonderful, but it was because they were looking at light. And when you follow the light, you get to find truth. And that truth reveals more light. It just opens up more light. Uh, You open up the scriptures and you study it and you read it uh, and verses jump out at you. And it is like, man alive, how did I not see that before? And what is it? It is just light. We already had, we have light. If you're saved tonight, you have light. But the reality is, even if you're here tonight and you are not saved, you have been given light. We just read Scripture. We just prayed. You know what happens? There's some light that gives us a recognition that there is a God in heaven who wants to hear our prayers. That's light. That's truth, and and we have to follow it. Uh, So uh, when you follow the light, it will lead you to truth. Look again, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. What happened? They sought They saw a star, and it caused them to start asking questions, what does that star mean? They didn't just leave their homeland and show up in Jerusalem without already getting some answers. They had to inquire. These are Gentiles. These are not people that the truth had been entrusted to. The Jews, uh, the, the people, uh, the children of God, uh, they, were, they were in Israel. And I'm not saying that they hadn't been scattered other places as well. Yet, uh, they were, these, these magi, these wise men there, uh, they had seen something. And that light caused them to start asking questions. You know, questions are good. Questions are good. There are people that ask questions because they want answers. And then there are people that question. And there's a difference. It's sort of like your teenager. Mom, why do we need to do this? That's a question. Why? Completely different, isn't it? You see, if we are just questioning and not asking a question, it's different. When it comes to truth, we need to have some questions. You say, Pastor, I read my Bible and I don't, I don't understand it. 
then you got some questions. But if you don't ask questions, you're not going to get answers. You know, why is it that we don't want to ask questions? Talk to me. Pride. Pride is basically, I, I don't know about the lazy, but pride. All right, that is the core of why we, sometimes we are lazy as well, but uh, at the core, it's our pride. I've been saved for all this time. I don't want somebody not to think that I don't know the answer. I don't know how, some, how many times people will come ask me a question, and it's like, man, that's a good question. You know, none of us have all the answers. But when we follow light, it will lead us to truth. You know, it's the truth that makes us free. It's the truth. Truth directs, it guides, and it leads us to more truth. So they had seen this star on the east. This star had captured their attention. It caused them to search for answers. And when we follow the light that we have been given, it will do the same thing to us. We need to ask questions. We need to ask questions. Uh, What will that do? It will help us understand. And it will lead us to truth. And so, uh, we need to ask questions. We need to seek answers. Some answers we're not willing to accept. Sometimes we don't ask questions because we don't want the answer. I stopped the other day and, uh, was it, I think it was yesterday, I stopped at the cookie tree. And I bought a dozen cookies. Well... So I bought these cookies, and with that, I I asked the girl, I said, so I bought a dozen. Do I get the the baker's dozen? The 13th is free, right? She had no idea what a baker's dozen was, and then she goes to somebody else, and I I said it again, and both of them just had this dumbfounded look, had no idea. Uh, You know, you work somewhere in a bakery, you should probably know what a baker's dozen is. Uh, and so uh, anyway, they, they were a little off put that I asked for a free cookie. And, uh, and so anyway, I went ahead and bought then a, a, another brownie. Uh, but three of the cookies I bought were sugar-free. Oh. <laughs> you know, today I ate, a, I ate a cookie that wasn't one of the sugar-free ones. I didn't ask that lady sitting right back there with the red hair. You know why? Because I didn't want the answer. (laughs) You know, when it comes to life, when it comes to light, sometimes we know what the answer is, but we don't really want it. We don't want to hear it. Sometimes people will come to church and they're closed off. Why? Because they don't really want to change anything. 
They're content with the life that they have, the way things are. They're comfortable, and they don't want anybody to mess that up. You know what? When we respond to truth, it doesn't mess anything up. It just makes it better. It makes it better. So we need to we need to seek truth. We need to follow the light. Why? Uh, because it will lead us to truth. Uh, I'm going to skip some verses here uh, and some some other points there just for time's sake. Number two, uh, if we follow the light, it will lead us to salvation. Truth will lead to salvation. He said, "Well, that's just Christian truth." No, there is no such thing as Christian truth. There's just truth. You know, the world has some truth. Truth, it doesn't matter who is, whose lips it's coming from. Truth is truth. That's why there are people that follow biblical principles that are blessed even though they reject God. Why? Because truth is truth. Truth works. It works for everybody. You know, the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. And God, God is good to everybody. God is good to those that reject Him. God loves everybody. God loves the unlovable. We never think that that's us. We always think that that's somebody else. I was praying earlier today. And I was praying for some people. And I was praying that the Lord would, would help them and bless them. And I, and I know that there's stresses and tensions and fightings and just, it just comes out of them. And I said, Lord, I'm like that to you. You know, how oft shall we forgive? Till seven times? No, till 70 times seven. Why, why does God say that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy? And then find grace to help in time of need. It is only because the mercy of God that we can be a recipient of His grace. Why? Because we have offended God. We have sinned against God. We sin against God. Don't look at me like, huh, preacher, what are you talking about? We are sinners. And that sin, whether it is an outward sin or whether it's envy, whether it's jealousy, whether it is covetousness, all the things that we sort of ignore, they're an affront against a holy God. And the only way we can obtain grace is that we find mercy first. Come boldly to the throne of grace so we may uh, obtain mercy and find grace to help 
in time of need. Uh, but what do we find? When we follow the light, it will lead us to truth. When we follow the light, it will lead us to salvation. The light will ultimately lead to Jesus. You know what those wise men found? There were some questions when they saw that star. There were some answers that they started to glean. Uh, there was a plan that, what am I going to do with this light and this star? I've got to go find what this star is representing and, and, and who it is going to lead me to. And, and it impacted their life and it led them to Jesus. Following light leads to Jesus. You know, you and I are to be light. We're to be light. We are to be light. And in our pursuit of still seeking truth, in our pursuit of following light, we are to be a brighter light. What, what should happen? Other people will find Jesus because of that light. Our life should make a difference in the lives of those that we contact, come in contact with. We should, we should be making a difference. Uh, the light will ultimately lead to Jesus. Jesus says unto him, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And what happens? You follow the light. It will lead you to truth. What will, what will you find when you find truth? You'll find Jesus. That's what you'll find. Uh, John 3, 16 to 18, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Uh, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Luke chapter 2. Go back to Luke chapter 2 and uh, look at verse 25. Luke chapter 2 and verse 25. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke 2 and verse 25. The Bible says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, the consoling of Israel, the comfort of Israel, and waiting for that. Uh, that was referencing the Lord's coming. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people, Israel. Uh, what, what do we find here? Simeon, uh, he got to see salvation. You know what? The Lord, he is that salvation. He's not a get out of, of jail free card. He's not a ticket to just 
miss hell. That gift of salvation is more than having your sins forgiven. It means we are a part of the family of God, a child of God. You know, we should, we should glory in that. We should rejoice. He, he, told the, he told the disciples, he said, glory not that the angels are, are subject unto you. He said, rather glory that your name is written in heaven. You know, we should just rejoice in the fact that we're saved. There should, there should be some joy there. There should be just a, an understanding of that salvation. What was it? It was light that led us to that salvation. We followed the light. We found truth. We found salvation. But that's, that is just part of it. The life of the believer. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We've got a wonderful Savior. Amen. And we need to praise him. Follow the light, it leads us to truth. Follow the light, it leads us to salvation. But you follow the light, it leads you to worship. It leads us to worship. Go back to Matthew 2. Matthew chapter 2. Verse number 1, Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the earth uh, in the east and are come to worship him. Skip down to verse number nine. And when they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child uh, with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. The word worship there is the Greek word proskuneo. And it is to worship, it is to bow to, do, to a deity, to fall and to adore. You know, Christian, we should, because we have followed light and we found truth, because we have followed the light that God has given to us and we have found salvation, we should follow that light and it will lead us to worship. You know, baby Christians do not understand worship. Babies don't understand the importance of their parents. Children love their parents, but they don't grasp. Teenagers definitely don't get it. But somewhere in there, what happens, we start to value, see them as people, and see them as someone very important in our life.
Baby Christians don't get worship. And it's understandable. But they should grow to get there. Christian, let me ask you a question. I'm looking at a crowd of people, for the most part, that have been saved for many years. Where are we at in our worship? The scribes, the Pharisees, they had the answers to give the wise men, but they didn't come worship. They had the knowledge, they had the truth, but they didn't come and worship the Savior. And there are people filling our churches that have the knowledge, but they have not grown. When it comes to falling down, it comes to bowing before the God of heaven and just loving on Him a little bit, just praising Him for who He is. It's too easy to come to God as though He is a genie and just give me, give me, give me. That's immaturity. When you come to God and you worship Him, that's what light will lead us to do. Now, they brought Him gifts. So this light led them to understand the necessity of honor, the necessity of bringing a gift for the king. So they brought gold. God, so they brought frankincense. The incense, literally the prayers of the saints, it's part of that worship. And then the myrrh, as one who was going to die. And even in the gifts that these wise men brought, they were honoring him. And his death was not left out at the beginning. Why? Because it was the purpose of him coming. You know, we've been given so much. Boy, so much light comes our way. Let's open our eyes. Let's grab a hold of it. Let's ask some questions and get into the scripture and find some answers, find another believer and kick some things around and chew on some meat of the word. You know what that truth will do, that light will do? It will lead us to a place of worship. And we all need to worship him. He is worthy. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. And Lord, we have been given so much. And Lord, you have blessed us in so many ways. And uh, Lord, if there's one here tonight that does not know you, I pray that they would accept you. But Lord, as I look around, I see believers. And, and I pray that you'd help all of us to look into our own life. Lord, the light you have given, help it, Lord, to lead us to find more truth. Help us, Lord, to find uh, the salvation and then share that gift of salvation with others. And then, 
Lord, I pray ultimately that it will lead us to a place of worship. And so I pray that you'd help us now. Speak to hearts, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to have a short invitation. Maybe the Lord spoke to your heart. Maybe there's some areas of the light that you have followed. Where are we at? Follow the light. I did not know that uh, we were going to be singing the first Noel tonight, and it tied right along with the message. We're going to sing that again, and so let's go ahead and switch there. Number 140, if you want your songbook, uh, Brother Bill, if you could uh, bring that up, that would be great. The first Noel, number 140, and let's sing that first, second, and last verse, and let's sing that together. Let's try that again. Let's try that again. Okay, go ahead.